We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Love it when a plan comes together. (laughs) 2021-2022 season. So next year, Kyle. Yeah. The... We've got to plan it better. Um, we had we all, we should have talked about this part of the last podcast because the last podcast was kind of the uh, victory dance slash end of the season. Yeah. Um, but uh, look, I'm back on the yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get off the yeah train, there, Kyle. Sorry. Um, welcome to the Not a Grande Outdoors podcast. We got to get better at doing that. Huh? I know we have an intro and everything, which we also need to re-record. We've been saying that for almost a year now, a little over a year, I think. Um, yeah. But anyway, welcome to the <laughs> Outdoors <laughs> Podcast. Um, the start of our season four. How awesome is that? Um, Quattro. What What I'd like to do next year, maybe you guys can remind us. Uh, I'd like to end the season the week before the proclamation comes out, mm-hmm. and then start. Problem is, you don't really ever know when the proclamation's <laughs> coming out. We know enough people that I mean, but it doesn't have to be right then. But know, just, know, you know, know, right there in that area. Yeah. Um, and then start the new season with the proclamation. Um, at that time, it, it's it's kind of funny because. It's a weird time because that proclamation came out while we were doing our 2B deer hunt. Yeah. And so it, it gets a little tricky. But some somewhere in that time frame, I think we need to kind of roll that season over uh, and have our season align. Not with the dates of the hunting season, but kind of, you know, when the actual season's in, which is about middle of January. I know that there's still some barbary hunt going on and some oryx hunts but that's always going on so um but anyway the 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 proclamation and out is out and one of the reasons that i kind of feel bad about doing this podcast now is one of the deadlines has already passed yeah the deadline for barren turkey has already passed and we were doing so many other things um that and of course a lot has happened at the end of this year you know uh, me moving and taking a new job and all of that stuff um but I missed the deadline. Yeah, you had intended to put in. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to get me to put in, and I hadn't, I hadn't bit off on it yet. And then the deadline came and went, and you yep. went, "Oops, yep. <laughs> yeah." Which That's spurred weird. basically, uh, not necessarily spurred this podcast, but um, is is one of the reasons we decided to go ahead and do our season wrap up last time and and this podcast now. Yeah. Is yep. because of that because we don't want to ha- we don't want that to happen again. No. Uh, everybody knows how it kind of sneaks up on us, but also we want you guys to get every advantage you possibly can because the department is incentivizing early uh, early public entry into the draw. Yep, yep, and that's what I was just looking at. So the deadline to apply is March seventeenth. Mm-hmm. So um, it has moved up. Yeah. Um, it has incrementally kind of been moving up. It used to yeah. be 
right yeah, there at the end of March 23rd, end of, end of March 23rd, 24th. It's incrementally been yeah. moving up, but it's the 17th this year. Yeah. And, and, and so they're incentivizing it. If you put in before the 10th yeah. or by the 10th, um, you get entered for, you prizes. get entered for surprises, which is kind of a cool thing to do because sure. if, if, if they get all the entries in and they only have a few come in later, then hopefully they can roll the results out pretty quick. Well, I know I think, the results came th- out really quick for Baron Turkey. I think the, I think the, uh, I would imagine the reason that they wanted to get it, try and incentivize early entry is because always, always, always on the last day that you can put in, it closes at five o'clock and it seems to crash the system every single time. Yeah, and now the system will crash on the 10th instead of the 17th. <laughs> That's what I was just about to say. It's going to crash on the 10th instead of the 17th. So, whatever. Um, but, but no, um, it's still a cool thing for the department to do. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, uh, I mean, before I guess, I guess before we just break into this proclamation, um, we should kind of do a... a heads up of what's to come for the for the season with not a grande outdoors um business as usual is hunting mm-hmm. we're gonna you know we're, we're gonna talk about the proclamation here on this podcast today um we'll talk about uh, drawing odds and and all those kind of things i've got to figure finish that um finish that stuff up so we can release that podcast before the 10th um Mm-hmm. Probably kind of important, huh? Mm-hmm. I guess that's not very far away, is it? No. Dang, because when is this podcast going to come out? Next Tuesday, and then we're pretty much at the tent. <laughs> 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 Sorry, guys, you're on your own this I, year. <laughs> I think I think we can do what we've done before and and do a yeah, double release. Yeah, we'll just do a double release. No big deal. Um, give the guy, give the peoples a little bit of extra listening material. Can't nobody say Strongbed never did nothing for the PS. Um, on it forward. Um, so last year we, we did, and we'll, and we'll get into this deeper later, but last year we kind of changed up Hunt It Forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of taking new peoples, we took out the peoples that we took the year before. So Ryan and Shay were Hunt It Forward participants for year season dose. Dose. And in season three, we took them again out again on their public public land, land hunt, hunt that they drew um that they drew which was really cool yeah um good change i a yes. uh, very positive change i'm convinced yeah and it i mean, it slowed us down in the sense that we're not taking out two new people every year now but i think it uh but it benefited the people that were taking out more and um, i think that was the whole purpose of hunt yeah. it forward is we you know we talked about getting in that strong footing um Mm-hmm. that uh, there's some studies that have shown that weekend camps, um, while they're great um, and they do some benefit, uh, for the most part, you right. don't see that yeah. retention yeah. from those camps, and we didn't want that to happen. And so making that change, making sure that we had two full years yeah. of good instruction, um, good hunting strategy, good um mentorship yeah i think is going to uh benefit them in the long run and that's what it's about it's not about us and how many people we get into hunting it's about 
the people that we get into hunting, we want to keep in hunting. And we want them to be able to get more people into hunting. Correct. And so if we don't give them a good foundation, they're not going to be able to build upon it and create a life of hunting and then get more people into it. So, so that's a good thing. I think we owe um, Adrian and Emily a little bit more time. Yeah. And we'll find, find a way to squeak that in at some point. Um, but so this year we're going to be looking for two new candidates uh, to take hunting for the first time or for the first time in a long time. And, uh, that's going to be really cool. Yeah. Good, good. Uh, it'll be a good portion of the season. We, uh, learned a lot between Adrian Emily and yeah. Ryan and Shay. And we now t- we've we, got it. We told Adrian and Emily they were going to be guinea pigs. <laughs> the guinea pigs they yeah. were the guinea pigs. Uh, I, I stand, I stand beside the, the comment that, no group will ever live up to that first group. Mm-hmm. It, and that's not a knock on Ryan and Shay at all. Uh, cause they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but that first group was special. It, it was the first time we'd done that. Um, we learned a lot. Uh, we probably learned more than we taught them. Probably. And I, I would, I would say that's a fair statement. Yeah. And, and so, um, the, the initial experience, you know, the first time is, is, it's just so memorable. Um, so, but again, this year, year, year group three. So, group three. so that'll be fun. And hopefully someday in the future, we'll have lots of ambassadors and we can have six or 10 or 12 people in a year. Um, unfortunately we, we can't do everything. We're two people. Yep. So it's hard. Um, but maybe someday in the future, this will grow enough. Uh, maybe there's people out there that are listening that are doing it on their own. And I hope, 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 hope that that's the truth. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so there's that this season. Um, we've already got started on a great guest lineup. Um, of course we'll have some of the regulars back, you know, Dodo will be back. Uh, I'm sure, um, dirty Dr. Dave Arkansas, Bob Rudabaugh. <laughs> when did we, I don't know when how, did we add the Bob? Bob. Why are you adding Where Bob, Bob came from? <laughs> dirty. It just seems like every time we say his name, we got to add another, you know, another to it. It just, it, it's got to keep growing. It's going to, you know? it's going to end up like that, uh, um, it must've been probably eight years ago, summer Olympics. There was, uh, some Dutch swinder, a swimmer, and you know how they have their names in the lanes of the uh-huh. swimming the swimming lanes, and it's like Smith, and it's like um, um, Hamada, and then his was Van der Hoogen Bond, and it took like the whole pool <laughs> to put his name on that lane. Van Hoogen Bond Sorry, sorry if you're offended by that, but we found it funny. Yeah. <laughs> it is what um, it is. So yeah, uh, Gear Junkie Jerry, we got to get old Gear Junkie Jerry back. Um, we didn't we didn't even mention him in our end of the podcast, uh, but we had them up here for a for a cow hunt, mm-hmm. and that was fun. Um, get him back, and uh, so hopefully we have some return guests, and then we've already got, like I said, a. a Nice lineup started for new guests this season, which is pretty cool. I always like having a guest. I know, f- I know for certain one of the guests that 
that I'm going to work hard to get back because I just enjoyed talking with is uh, Dr. Kerry Maurer. We've got to get yes. him back. He I, is that amazing. was such a fun podcast. Um, such an informative podcast. And that's something that we like to do here is try and give information and um, out to the peoples, get good information out to people from from good sources. And he was a great one. And that one really hit home. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. Yep. Um, there's a good chance that I'm probably going to be going to uh, the Trapper's Rendezvous this year. So that might be another good podcast. Get with them. Yep. Yep. Um, We've had them on. So looking, looking like a good year. Looking like plenty of people to talk to. Um, yep. It's looking like hopefully, fingers crossed, COVID restrictions are loosening up. Going to allow yep. us to... To, to get out there and, and get some great podcasts recorded. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, if the peoples know of some peoples they would like to have on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, send us topics, yep. guests that you'd like to hear from. Um, and we will do what yes. we can to get it done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're, we're here for New Mexico residents and for hunters across the country. And um, if y'all have desires and wishes let us know and we will do everything we can to make it happen yep so as much as two guys can as much as two guys can <laughs> it's it's interesting because you know we we thought when i moved up here and we were living closer to each other it would be easier to podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i almost think that's the opposite because when we get together every now and again we do three four five ten podcasts you know, and we just kind of podcast binge and um, we knew we had to do it. And now it's like, eh, we got tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Land of manana. So, yeah, we do. <laughs> we do that. Um, however, I, I think as time goes on and we settle in, you know, you settle gonna, into your role. Going to build a podcast studio. We are going to do that. And that's going to make it a lot that's easier. going to make it really nice. So, um, so looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, had a great, great end to season three. Um, really looking forward to season four. Yeah. Looking forward to the year. Uh, brighter outlook as far as <clears throat> getting out and about. Um, yeah. Well, and that, and this is where it starts right here. Yeah. Um, you know, with the proclamation, the proclamation comes out. Um, every hunter who is as passionate as us, and some that are more, and some that are less grab that proclamation and they get started on, on, mm -hmm. on next year, you know, which is now this year. And, um, we, we've done this podcast a couple of times. Um, so really we're not going to go into depth on every single aspect of the proclamation this I, year. I think moving forward, you can expect us to touch on the highlights and changes yep. and anything that we think, think is important to note within yep. it um because we have done previous podcasts on how to read that proclamation now um had a pretty big change two two years ago in mm -hmm. the way that you read it yep um kind of so, used to that now so. so we're used to that now so we're probably not going to talk about that uh, maybe just touch on it uh for any new hunters that haven't gone back and listened to that podcast but for the most part, I think moving forward, you can expect us to touch on the podcast on the on the proclamation every year because it's important. It's yep. important that you read it, um, and 
because things do change every yep. year. Things change. Yep. Yep. Um, so we'll start. Uh, page two. This is a fun one. The first thing, uh, important reminders, COVID-19. That's something you don't want to see in your proclamation, isn't it? <laughs> uh, department offices may be closed or have restricted access due to the COVID-19 public health crisis. Customers can purchase licenses by credit card, online, or by phone. Please check the department's website for updates. That's going to be a thorn in all of our sides for probably a good portion of this season. Probably, I don't know how many people buy their licenses at departments, but I do know that what happens a lot is when people lose their licenses, they tend to want to go to the department for a replacement. Yeah. And, um, you know, your vendors are going to be able to replace your licenses. I've heard new, a uh, couple of different iterations of when they think that, uh, state offices might open. I think, uh, realistically you can expect middle of the year. You can expect middle of the summer before they're open and operating in a capacity to, um, basically be able to take care of you right now. They are working semi-remotely. Um, there are functions that they have personnel doing at the offices um, on a kind of a one-by-one -one basis, but it's not a place you're going to be able to pull up to and get a fishing license. It's not a place you're going to be able to pull up to and get a replacement license uh, right now. And so just be aware yeah. of that and make sure that you plan around that Um I never thought I'd be putting a plug in for the e-tag system, but um, that has been beneficial this year. You know, it, it's it it's more work. Um, it duplicates work, uh, but it does. I'm no longer with the department, and so I don't have to deal with the enforcement issues that I once did. <laughs> and so my viewpoint is a little different. It is. So we've used the e-tag option. Mm -hmm. We used it on our antelope last season. Um, I prefer a physical tag. But yeah, because you still have to tag your antelope. You still got to tag your antelope. You now you got to have to have a pin. you got to have to have something to wrap around uh, the antelope to tag a Waterproof something. A waterproof something. you got to write down all this information. you got to get it out of the e-tag system on your phone, write it down, attach it to the animal, all of that stuff. It's It's... It's just much easier to attach a tag. Yeah. And there's still something kind of nostalgic to me about attaching it, to punching your tag. Well, and you it, know, notching that tag. How many pictures do you see? So many. Every freaking year of somebody notching their tag. Yeah. I mean, but it's still cool. It is. It is. Just, to me, it's just something about it that's yeah. cool. And. And you can't eat tag soup if you don't have a tag. You can't eat Come tag on. soup if you can't eat tag. <laughs> um, I still think there are some serious problems with the e-tag option um, on the enforcement side of things. Sure. Uh, but again, I, I am not in a position to that, – that I've kind of got to worry about that. Um, I, I feel for the guys who are still doing it. Yeah. I still think there's going to be instances where – Somebody's going to shoot something, take it home. If they don't get caught, then they're going to be you know, going out and get you know, something. That, but that happens. That happens anyway. Anyways, I mean, so. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, we have, fortunately we have the option to do both. Yeah. So 
if you like e-tag, do e-tag. If you, if you like having a tag like us, do a tag. Yeah. Um, you know, whichever. But it is, it is an option, and this year it may be, like you said, a good option. The only problem with it that – and so last year <laughs> – so last year there was a loophole to finding out if you drew, drew a tag or not. That's what they say every year. And there's always a loophole. Somebody always figures out a stupid loophole. I, I think there's like one or two years in the past 10 years that there wasn't a loophole. Yeah. So last year there was a loophole, and it was through e-tags. So here's the fun thing. I didn't sign up for e-tags. A couple of days before the draw last year, it came out that, hey, if you signed up for e-tags, you can find out what you drew because it's posted on your e-tag. Mm. Your e-tag shows up, right? Yeah. So I went in and I switched all my deals to e-tag option. Yeah. Went in and found out that I drew and then went in and switched them all back. And then I got a nasty little email that said, hey, dumbass, you can't have both. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I don't have both anymore. I got rid of the (laughs) e-tag. But so keep that in mind. You can't have both. Um, But, hey, if you want to – who says that loophole is going to be closed? I don't know. Um, But anyway, um, you can't have both. You can't be like, oh, I forgot my tag at home. I'm going to sign up for e-tag. You cannot do that. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get in trouble. They're, they're going to yell at you. Yeah. If, if they, if you signed up to get a tag, you can't switch to having an e-tag because they'll, they'll get you. Yeah. Um, I'll also relate a, a story that, that happened a couple of years ago to a friend of mine. Uh, it was one of those loopholes, um, but somebody blabbed about it before the draw happened. And, um, well, I don't know if somebody blabbed about it, but typically the, the department will do a mock yes. draw uh, to make sure the system is running correctly. Um, and in this particular time, somebody had found one of these loopholes. Well, it, I think that's part of the reason it, they do the mock it, draw. It wasn't necessarily a loophole. It was timing. Yeah. So when they do that, it shows up on your... It shows up on the website. Yeah. Or, it, or at least that it year did. it did. Yeah. But then they pulled it all back because it was just the mock. Anyways, so a friend of mine, um, it showed up on his account that he had drawn a bighorn sheep, and he was so happy. And I told him, don't get too excited. And then it disappeared. Yeah. And he ended up, he didn't end up drawing a bighorn sheep. Yeah. But, it was, but he drew it was, one in the mock draw. It was sure pretty funny. <laughs> he was pretty excited. I was like, yeah. Eh. There, there. They always have those loopholes. There's always people scrambling to find them, and I get it. I get it. I know. Oh, he. I, I, yeah. yeah. Rod, Rodney's one of them. Oh yeah. I, you know, I, I get excited. I want to know, and I hate waiting. I don't ever wait till Christmas to open my Christmas presents. Um, I, I'm, I'm not great with patience. Okay. Um, so. I like that. I want to know. The second I apply, I want to know, did I draw a tag? Uh, you felt it because I was always hammering on you. Hey, did I draw a tag? Hey, did I draw? Did we draw? Did we draw? And you never would give us the information. Nope. <laughs> so, and you had it. <laughs> but, um, no, I, but I understand it. People want to know. We're excited. We love this. Yeah. We want to know. Um, so I get it. But 
yeah, so there's that. Um, what else is on here? Um, if your habitat stamp is now ten dollars, yeah. Thank you, Wildlife Federation. Um, I'm surprised that one's not further up on the deal, right? Um, if you're an Ibex hunter, the incentive draw is discontinued. Mm-hmm. Um, Unit-wide maps are still on the Department of of Game and Fish website, but listen, I know there's a lot of people out there that love Onyx and stuff like that. But I'm going to tell you, go download Carry Maps. All right, get Carry Maps. It's a great app. It works in the field without service. It has the entire state on your phone without service, um, and it shows all of that stuff. It has all the unit-wide properties. It has all of the state lands, BLM lands, private land. The only, I mean, the major difference between that and Onyx, between Carry Maps and Onyx, is two things. One, Carry Maps is free. Onyx costs you money. Two, the private land that Carry Maps shows doesn't it doesn't show you who owns that land, and Onyx does show you who owns that land. But that's also that's also limited because it it depends on. Um, I mean those those lands get sold, sold all, the all the time, so it's all not all necessarily terribly accurate. No, it's um, not because I've I've seen Onyx. Plenty is, of I mean Onyx is a great is a great app. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you want to pay for it, pay for it. Um, if you do pay for it, that's fine. Grab Carry Maps. Yeah. Have Carry Maps on your phone. It's a great app. I use it all the time. It is a great hunting app. I mean, it's, it's, it's all it's kinds of akin to being just being prepared. Uh, yeah. Make sure you got a paper map in your in your pocket as well. Oh yeah, hundred so, percent. Um, I think there's there's go ahead. Nope. Um, something on the important reminders. I think there's one on here that I want to touch on because I've seen several posts about it on social media and then is donating an unused license mm-hmm. um there's people who said hey i drew this tag but i can't use it what do i do with it um you can donate that uh, th- that license back to game and fish and they will transfer it to either a youth um 17 years old or younger or a resident veteran or a resident first responder um, who's been qualified through a nonprofit organization uh, that promotes hunting so they're, they've got certain organizations who qualify for that, um, and those those donated license. If you cannot make that, you can't sell the license. You can't transfer that license. If you're not going to use it, please don't let it go to waste. Donate that back. Let's let somebody else go hunt. Yep, absolutely. Um, skipping ahead a little bit. Um, go to your harvest report. Don't forget your harvest report. If you don't file your harvest report, you don't get to hunt. So, yeah, there's late fees, and you can do it during certain times. But just don't 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 forget to go file your harvest report. Go do it now. It's free, and it's good information. It helps the department. It helps the biologists set hunting numbers. All of those kind of things. Go fill out your harvest report. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, touching back to the habitat stamp. Um, Habitat stamp was increased from $5 to $10. That's the stamp that you buy if you're going to uh, hunt, trap, or fish on public lands, BLM Forest Service. Mm-hmm. Um, that If you buy it prior to April, if you if you put in for the draw but 
buy your license and you buy that stamp prior to April 1st, it will still be the $5 after April 1st it is when it uh, transitions to the $10. Yeah, so go get that early. Go get that early. <laughs> or late. If you want to pay for it, go for it. Yeah, yeah. No, go, go get it early. <laughs> uh, what else do we got here? Important dates. Um, February 10th. We already passed that, so that's a real bummer. February 15th. We've already passed that. Uh, that's your yeah. That's your deadline to submit harvest reports. So if you haven't submitted your harvest report, you can still do so. It's just going to cost you some money. Yep. 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 Did I harvest report? Yeah. Pretty sure I did. Pretty sure you did. Yeah, because I was asking you about the points on the deer. Yeah. That was a great question. So um, how did that go? How did that topic go? Um, so cool squirrel. Uh, most of my life here in New Mexico, deer have always been <laughs> called points, a 10 point, 12 point, 8 point, four corn. But I'm still going to, I'm going to start calling them a two by two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I move up here north and I find out that everybody up here north calls them four by fours. Right? So when filling out my harvest report, it asks for points. Mm-hmm. Everybody up here said I shot a four wife for. <laughs> we don't count the agards. I know. But in harvest reporting, I reported it as a five by five. Yeah. <laughs> so I just find that interesting. That's yeah. a 10 point. I shot a freaking 10 point. <laughs> anyway, end of squirrel. Uh, the 24th. Results for bear, turkey, all of that come out. Guess what? We're past that date, too. Man, we're way behind schedule this year, aren't we, Kyle? Well, today is the 24th, so. Oh, cool. Ah, well, guess what? If today's the 24th, results came out early. Yeah, and because they've you're been not going to find out about it till yeah next week anyways. Right, right. <laughs> next week um, Next week being when this podcast comes out. Right. Yeah. That's a, a, we, we run into this all the time. I know. This is nothing new. <laughs> I think I think this has been the first year that we were really this far behind the curve. Yeah. But well, we just had a lot going. Yeah, I think the legislative fight really yeah. put us back. Anyway, all right, so now we're up to date. March 17th, uh, that's the deadline to apply. Um, for your March for, 10th, if you want the incentive. Yeah, March 10th is the incentive. And we, we're still good on that, too. Yep. Um, March 24th. Over-the-counter license types, including game hunting licenses and game hunting and fishing licenses, are available online. April 1st, the year begins. Um, April 7th. So that's a good that's a good reminder to anybody who's new listening to this podcast. Um, new Mexico's license year for hunting runs from April 1st in t- right now 2021 through 2022 march 31st yep and so april 7th that's that deadline um your harvest report for barbary sheep ibex javelina oryx chopper licenses holders basically all the late season stuff everything that was over the counter um yeah they have to have that later deadline failure to report um by this date will result in rejection of all draw applications 
So if you forgot to report for Barbary, you don't get to go hunt deer either. That's elk either. So don't miss. They're saying April 28th for big big game draw results. Hopefully it's before that. Yep. Going to really hope that it's before that. Yeah. Although that's that's pretty good. I think it used to be in May, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean we're... Well, it used to be in June. Then it yeah, was May, they're, and they're, now ki- it's... they're kicking it up pretty good. They are. So looks like we're going to have yellow licenses this year. Possibly. Um, possibly. Possibly tucked in. So that's a good reminder when you talked about e-tag versus yeah. the physical tag. So your physical tag... Um, if it's something that has antlers, you're going to have two physical tags for mm-hmm. it, one for the antlers, one for the, for mm-hmm. the hawk, one for yep. the meat itself. Yep. Um, <clears throat> if it's uh, something that does not have antlers, it's basically a moot point. Um, one of the tags is good. The it's other a, one is eh. It's a moo point. <laughs> not cow. <laughs> cow elk. It's, um, it's moo. Yeah. It's like a cow's or opinion. if you have something that has a double bag limit, such as turkey or yes. cougar, um, one for each animal. And but a, your license is now printed on that carcass tag. Yes. Unless you do the e-tag option. In that scenario, you still have to either print it off or have a copy of it on your person out in the field. So make yep. sure to remember that. Yeah. Um. Prices have, for the most part, stayed the same Yep, for residents, so don't see any major changes there, um, which is very good. I expected a, I expected a, a license increase legislation in the legislature this year, but mm-hmm. did not see it, so no. we'll see. I, I expect in the next couple of years that is coming. Yep. Yep, yep. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, you with all the things happening and all the crap that they're trying to pull. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if we want to get into that. Not um, right now. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's really the majority of it. Um, I think it's important to look. Uh, so there's a, a couple of important things um, when you're looking at the fees, the license fees. Yep. Um, your page 11 is going to be your over-the-counter license fees. So game hunting, junior game hunting, mm-hmm. um, private land only deer, private land only pronghorn, turkey, bear, cougar. Um, and then the next page is your draw license fees. When you're looking at private land elk license fees, you're going to have to go to the elk section. Yep. So that's that's just for just for the knowledge. Yep. Um so another thing that I want to touch on here, um, it's going down the proclamation a little bit to page 18 is hunter education. They have hunter education classes online now, um, with COVID and all that's going on. I, th- I think they're still going to have some, uh, instructor led education courses, depending on what County you're in and your COVID restrictions and stuff like that. But, but for, for those that are, um, wanting to get their kids into hunting this year, 10 years or older, can take this course online. Mm. Um, you also have the Mentored Youth Program. With the Mentored Youth Program, you can only hunt 
I believe, deer and turkey and small game. Mm-hmm. Uh, elk and antelope are not in the mix. And you can only do that for two years yeah. in a row. Yeah. So it's uh, still a good option. But, Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, you, you can do the online course now. I think I'm probably going to put Jackson through the online course because um, he's going to start hunting this year. So there's age restrictions on it you uh, when you 10. look at it. Um, eight to nine years old, uh, you can do mentored youth for small game. And then 10 to 17, uh, you can uh, purchase hunting licenses for deer pronghorn. So did they add tur- pronghorn? They too? added pronghorn, turkey, javelina, and oh. small game. So that's a that's a good option for that, that age range. Jackson is probably going to do the mentor youth program. I like it. Um, I didn't know that they added pronghorn. Um but I'm going to do them in, not knowing that. See, that's why we read this proclamation. Guys. Absolutely. Um, they added pronghorn. That's something new. It that, used to be just deer and turkey. That's a great example because that mentor youth program has evolved over the years yeah. to change. Yeah. Originally, um, it was kind of everything, if I remember well, right. Well, a cool thing is there's a there's a hunting unit that I know about that there's always youth antelope tags left over. Mm-hmm. So antelope hunting for maggie and jackson jackson this year yep <laughs> definitely so uh i was I, I mean i was gonna probably do that with him anyway but i was gonna do the online course but i think knowing that now i'll do the min, the, the mentored, uh, mentored youth. youth yeah um i think that's a good choice so especially in 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 light of the the online courses and having yep. to um the restrictions that we've got that's a great option this year yep yeah, yeah, it, it is. Um, page 20 is more information about transfers and donations. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I, I think the biggest thing that we can talk about on the proclamation is, especially for new hunters, um, old hunters, a, a lot of times some things that will will happen with the old hunters. And I think we've talked about this every time we've done the proclamation podcast is people go, go and look at which they don't even have now the what's new section. Mm -hmm. Right. And they don't even have that this year. So you really got to go and read it by example, the pronghorn in the mentor youth program. That's new. Um, But particularly for new hunters, Go read the proclamation every year. Um, get used to reading it every year. I know I fell into that trap. Knew the proclamation every year. I would just go to that what's new section, see what was new. I knew what was old. But when you fall into that trap, you miss things. You forget things. And you end up doing something unintentionally. And that's not a excuse. Mm-hmm. So read this proclamation. Uh, the biggest section i think for new hunters is go read the general rules Mm -hmm. um every year we see posts on social media asking what's legal it's right here it's right here and every we live in a day and age where we carry um cell phones in their pockets everywhere okay i know that all these people have cell phones in their pockets while they're out hunting because they're taking pictures of them and putting them on social media. We saw more pictures of animals on social media this year than ever before. Um, so I know you got your phone. It's very easy to download the proclamation on your phone. I carry a paper copy in my truck and I have one in my phone. Um, 
usually I even throw one in my pack. Yeah. And it's just good to have. So, and, and you should get used to reading it and, and understanding the flow of it. So if you, if you have that question, that's your best resource. Don't go ask people on Facebook because mm-hmm. most of them don't know. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people, what they do is they'll take a snapshot of the proclamation and then post it. Yeah. <laughs> but man, you, you've already had the information. So, well, and to add to that, even, even if, even if you've been longtime hunters, um, like, like, I guess we could consider ourselves now, oh, you, yeah. you especially, yeah. um, and, and you have an idea about stuff, things change, laws change. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you a great example. I had a question today from one of my coworkers about Sandhill Cranes mm-hmm. and whether or not they can hunt them up here around Raton. And I was, a, I was an officer for 10 years. Um, and I couldn't off the cuff answer that question cause I couldn't remember because there's, you know, so many, you know, there's so many big game species and then there's migratory bird and the differences in migratory bird, mm-hmm. um, um, regulations that come from not only the state, but from the feds. Um, and then you get into small game and all that stuff. And so sometimes it's just hard to keep straight in your head. So it's always good to go back and just look at it and make sure you've got it there. And we run into it all the time. I, how many times, you know, do me and you, you know, when we're out hunting, we talk, we're shooting the shit or, you know, we get in discussions about different this and different that. And this year we did it on our, on our 2B deer hunt. We mm-hmm. were talking about, um, how far off the road you have to be. Yeah. We were talking about the definition of a maintained road and all those kind of things. And we argue about it or discuss it or debate it, whatever you want to call it, um, for 30, 45 minutes. Finally, somebody says, like, let's look at the proclamation. (laughs) We're both wrong. Yeah. (laughs) And so it it happens all the time, even to us. And and yeah, we we are um, experienced hunters, but there's still a lot we forget Mm -hmm. there's a lot of information out there and and you know i learn i forget each year just as much as i learn that's just the nature of it so um so yeah i think this year it was we were that's what we were talking about is how far off the road did you have to be right and that varies depending on the road and depending on conditions so it's best to just read the proclamation if you have that question that's why you carry it man you grab it you look it up real quick and now you know Mm -hmm. so it's hard to memorize everything, um, but um, a good one. So here's here's a change that has happened in the past few years in that general rules. Just as an example, um, it's illegal to use any cellular Wi-Fi or satellite camera for the purpose of hunting or scouting remotely for any big game animal. Mm-hmm. And again, if you come from out of state, um, yeah. if you are used to hunting in another state. Um, even if you're a resident here, uh, it may be legal in that state. And so you get those confusions that, that go on even between states. Yep. Yeah. Cause that's, we've talked about that a lot. There's a lot of things that are cultural. There's places out there where you can't use radios to communicate back and forth while hunting here. You can. Mm-hmm. So there, yeah, there's a lot of different things like that. So. 
Yeah, that's an important one to read, the general rules, and it is unlawful too. Mind you, yeah. it's important to keep in mind that they couldn't. <laughs> Chapter 17, which is a statutory authority for Game and Fish, mm-hmm. is multiple pages long. Um, and then the rules and regulations, the the uh, 19 NMAC um, regulations are another probably two inch to three inch thick worth of regulations. Yep. And so it's all not going to be listed here. I think a really good general rule of thumb to think about, and uh, it reminds me of this because I recently commented on a post on Facebook. Um, a lot of this, that's where a lot of stuff comes up. <laughs> yeah. A uh, guy was looking for a, a guided knife or tomahawk hunt in New Mexico. <laughs> um, which you can talk about. You can talk about the questionable, questionable uh, ethics of that all day long. Uh, reference our previous podcast on ethics and, and the, the gray areas mm-hmm. there. But... Um, a great rule of thumb to think about when you're thinking about, at least here in New Mexico, what is legal and what is illegal is in chapter 17, it specifically says it is unlawful to do anything unless specifically allowed by rule. Yeah. And so um, that's why spear hunting is not legal in New Mexico. Knife hunting is not legal in New Mexico. Tomahawk hunting is not legal in New Mexico because um, our rules specifically state these are the implements with which you can take an animal legally. Yeah. And those are not one of them. No. So that's a great rule of thumb. It's illegal unless it says it's okay. Established road. A road built or maintained by equipment which shows no evidence of ever being closed to vehicular traffic by such means as berms, ripping, scarification, reseeding, fencing, gates, barricades, or posted closures. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah. Talking about the conversations that we've had. Right. <laughs> Um, and that I find that to be an interesting one, and because and two tracks is a two track road is explained in here too, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to read that, but I find it interesting because what we have a lot of there's an area back home where I hunt where there's two roads that go out on a ridge, high road or low road. One of those roads is legal. Mm-hmm. It's a legal trail. It's marked on the map as a legal road. The other one is barricaded. Yep. Scarified. Marked as closed. They connect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they both connect. Um and there's been plenty of people that have created trails out there, two track roads if you will, that Look legal. Um, so it's a very fine line and an interesting area to, to ponder because, like I said, one of them is legal, one of them is not. Yeah. But they connect. So maybe it just depends on which area, which way you go in. Yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, very interesting concept. Well, really. and I think it's important to bring up the two-track road because that happens often, in, um, and I've seen it a lot on state lands where people will make their own road, and then it becomes, people use it enough that it becomes a two-track um, when it's not it, it, it's not on the map. It um, wasn't there last year, but this year it's a road. Um, and, um, so when you talk about a two track and the driving off road, particularly this is referring to the driving off road restriction on public, Mm -hmm. public lands, um, and especially state land, the driving off road, um, they define that two track road, uh, as a road that, which shows use prior to hunting seasons for other purposes such as recreation mining logging and ranching um i know for certain that we've gotten out into a pasture on a, on a pronghorn hunt and the two-track road that you're on disappears around a around a a, a drinker mm-hmm. where the cattle have just stamped it out um or it just disappears altogether and ends up like you're out there in the middle of the pasture going, where did the road go? Yep. Um, or it's a two-track that the rancher hasn't used in some time, and you can tell that it had been used yep. a long time ago, but now it's grown in. The best course of action when you're looking at that is just, uh, for the most part, use use uh, an abundant amount of caution and say, this looks like a two track. I can tell it's probably been a two track, but it's been grown in. And now you get into the prior, has it been used prior to hunting season? And if that grass is not knocked down due to ranching or some other, um, some other reason, don't use it. Yeah. And and a good rule of thumb to go on there is if you're not sure, probably don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'd be a good rule of thumb. If you don't know, don't do it until you know. Yeah. So, um, there's, there's a lot of fun to be had in reason, in reading the proclamation to me. Um, yeah, but you're weird. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But I, you know, going through the proclamation and I, I, and I'm basically what I'm into now is the deer and, uh, you know, deer comes up first, which makes sense to me because that's I, that's where my passion is is mule deer um but going through and finding these hunts and and looking at the hunt dates and the hunt codes and and figuring out what i want to do every year is a big part of hunting for me um i connect it all I mean, to me, it's all important. And I know I get a little bit more every year, you know, with the drawing on report and the harvest reports and seasons and dates. And um, now I'm throwing in, you know, I'm having to freaking chart it all out. What am I putting in for my kids? And what am I putting in for me? And do those dates overlap? Because I don't want to end up, the kids draw a hunt at the same time I drew a hunt and all of that stuff, you know, it, it it's 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 all very confusing and you know if you're just a dude by yourself then it makes it really easy but i absolutely love it It, i i like um getting into the proclamation looking at the units that we haven't hunted you know a goal of ours is to hunt big game in every big game unit in this state um 
I don't know if we'll get it done, but we're going to have a lot of fun trying. You bet. Um, and to me, it's just, it's just a book, but it's the beginning of hunting season to me. A lot of people say opening day uh, is, and I, it's cool that they released this now. You know, like I said, they released this proclamation. We were deer hunting uh, in January when they released the proclamation, but and it's cool, but I sh- I sure wish it was kind of after hunting season because I really <laughs> like that. I really like to get into it, and uh, I haven't got to do that as much this year. I'm waiting on something else patiently. I ought to remind you, Kyle. <laughs> before we can apply for our hunts but um i don't know what you're talking about right it just to me it's it's great fun i i know that there's a lot of people out there that just hunt their home unit and that's great too um however you do it that's fine but to me going through it looking at all the deer and i do it every year i go through and i start at you know unit two and i start looking at all the units and i look at the map and i find the unit on the map and you know, is that where I want to look at this year? Or, you know, uh, we got some favorite units that we like, but mm-hmm. we're always looking for that next unit that we're going to try. And it's just a lot of fun to me. So I get a lot of enjoyment out of reading the proclamation and, and looking at the hunts. Not necessarily all the rules and regs and all that stuff. I do it because I have to, but but the hunt codes and units and hunt dates and all that stuff, it's it's just very fun for me. Uh to go through um, different species, all that kind of stuff. So it's a passion of mine. I understand that not everybody loves it. Hey, there's a great picture on 61 of what you have to do for a e-tag. I'm scrolling. Scroll button. button. <laughs> <laughs> We're quoting a lot of strong bad tonight there, Kyle. Yeah, that's a good example. Yep. So you still got to tag it. Might still as well have a tag. Um, looking forward to this year, Kyle. Yeah, I'm looking too. forward to getting our application filled out. Um, elk, deer, antelope, oryx, as usual. Not going to put in for Barbary sheep this year. Not Barbary sheep. I never put in for Barbary sheep. Um, bighorn sheep. No? No, I'm not. I'm not. Um I would I would probably draw the dang tag. I don't have well. I mean, uh, I'll talk to you about that off air. Oh yeah. There's a reason you should put in for it this year. Oh okay. Well. Yeah. I'm putting okay. it, I'm putting in for it this year. Cal's gonna be stingy. No, I I'm not gonna have the time to go. I'm I'm not gonna have the time to go. If I drew the tag, I wouldn't have the time to dedicate to. Um, there's a reason you should put in and, for it this year. And dedicate to going, but I'm not going to be able to go. Just just, just listen to me. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll explain it to you. This, the suspense is killing me. Yeah. I'm wondering what our listeners are going to think of you after after you say, they're probably all going to put in for Bighorn Sheep. Well, I don't know why, but I'm putting in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not giving anything away because there's lots of different places you can put in. Yeah. I'm just saying uh, for you, specifically you, not right. for everybody, but specifically for you, there's a reason that you yeah. should put in. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm with you. All right. Well, maybe I will then. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> maybe I'll do that instead of Oryx. I don't want to <laughs> not put in for Oryx. God, I want to draw an Oryx tag so bad. I know. You should put in for Oryx too. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm probably, I'm probably guarantee I'm going to put in for Oryx. Yep. Um, I'm going to, I, I want to hunt Oryx so bad. Um, I, you know, it sucks cause I, I grew up in Oryx country. You know, I grew up right there next to Holloman Air Force Base, White Sands Missile Range. And, um, I've never been able to draw an Oryx tag. I want to hunt them really bad, um, but I understand, and, I, and I'm not complaining because I have been so fortunate in elk tags and mm-hmm. antelope tags and stuff like that, so I have no room to complain, but I do so badly want to draw an oryx tag. Yeah. It'd be super cool to go hunt one. I do too. I got to go hunt with a guy who drew one, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was different. Yeah, definitely different. I, I've hunted. I've, I've I've done the same thing. I went with some people that hunted off range, um, which I hear is getting harder and harder to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm still super interested in drawing an orange tag. So maybe yeah. this year will be the year. Yeah. So, all right, um, Kyle. I think that's about it. Uh, thanks for all our listeners. Um, Thanks for a great year last year. Looking forward to a great year this year. Absolutely. We'll catch you next time. Adios. Adios. Thanks for joining Not a Grande Outdoors podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.